Hi, everyone. I'm Jamin. You're listening to the Happy Market Research Podcast. My guest today is Dinah Bowen, Managing Director at Escalant. Escalant is a human behavior and analytics advisory firm specializing in industries facing disruption and business transformation, which is just about everybody. Their customers include Land Rover, Volvo, Johnson & Johnson, Comcast, et cetera, et cetera. Prior to joining Excellent, Dinah served as the head of audience sales at SurveyMonkey and served as a key executive at Lucid and Upwave. She also gives back to the market research industry by serving on the board of directors of WIRE, that's Women in Research, and the Insights Association. Dinah, thanks for joining me on the Happy Market Research Podcast today. Damon, it's always great to spend time with you. And as you know, I'm a happy market researcher. I've done hundreds of interviews with today's top minds in market research. Many of them trace their role to Michigan State's marketing research program. Are you looking for higher pay to expand your professional network and to achieve your full potential in the world of marketing research? Today, the program has tracks for both full-time students and working professionals. They also provide career support, assisting students to win today's most sought-after jobs. In fact, over 80% of Michigan State's marketing research students have accepted jobs six months prior to graduating. The program has three formats. The first is a full-time, 100% online program that is taught over 12 months. It starts in January 2022. The second is a part-time 100% online program. It lasts 20 months and it starts in May, 2022. It's specifically designed for working professionals. And of course they offer a full-time 12 month in-person experience that starts in September, 2022. All programs include real world experience with full-time job placement support. If you are looking to achieve your full potential, check out MSMU's program at broad.msu.edu slash marketing. That's broad.msu.edu slash marketing. It costs nothing to get more details. Take the time, invest in yourself. You are worth it. Class sizes are limited, so please check them out today. This episode is brought to you by Momentive. You may have heard that SurveyMonkey's parent company recently rebranded as Momentive, a leader in agile insights and experience management. The Momentive AI-powered insights platform is built for the pace of modern business so you can deeply understand your market, elevate your brand, and build winning products faster. Momentive offers 22 purpose-built market research solutions that incorporate an AI engine, built-in expertise, sophisticated methodologies, and an integrated global panel of over 144 million people to deliver meaningful insights in hours, not months. Momentum also has a team of market research consultants that can take on anything from research design to custom reporting as needed. So you can spend more time shaping what's next for your organization. To learn more, visit Momentive.ai. That's M-O-M-E-N-T-I-V-E dot A-I. Yeah, well, and I can tell you this, you were one of my first guests ever, and I'm very thankful for you taking a risk on me and participating back in the day. Well, it was a lot of fun the first time we did it, and I expect it to be a lot of fun today. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to it. The Insights Association recognizes individuals who have distinguished themselves in the field of market research. Nominations are done by peers and are awarded based on the degree of impact that the nominees have made on the insights industry itself. What does it mean for you to have been acknowledged by the Insights Association as an IPC laureate? 
Well, Jamin, it, it means a lot. In fact, the day that I received the information or the, the award that I was a laureate, it was my birthday. And I got really kind of emotional because I, it was a surprise. I, I didn't expect it. It wasn't something that I applied for or knew was coming in any way. And so I think because of that, because it was a surprise recognition and because of the other people that were also mentioned as laureates, who are people, some of which have been mentors to me, friends, colleagues, business partners along along our journey in our careers, you know, to be on a list with people that I admire and have looked up to in my career, really, it struck me right in the heart. And so I still get, I still get emotional thinking about it. And so, you know, I think to me, a career is something that you pour your heart in. And I'm, I'm just generally very passionate about the industry and about my role in it and my career at the companies that I've served and the people that I've served at those companies. And so it uh, brings a smile to my face and it, it really warms my heart that that was that that work has been recognized. And I also think a lot about what it means because it doesn't mean you've reached some kind of endpoint. It's a recognition of, oh, you need to continue to serve. You need to continue to serve and bring your talents and strengths to the industry to help others. And so since I've received that award, I have kind of doubled down on some things um, that are, are new and things that are still coming with Insights Association that I hope to continue to make an impact on the industry as well as a positive impact on the lives of individuals in our industry. Of course, that's been part, giving back is part of your ethos. You started, or with Kristen Luck, helped start Wire, uh, Women in Research, which is having a huge positive impact on- Wire exec. Wire exec. To be Excuse clear, me. Kristen wire started exec. Wire. <laughs> Not Wire. But, wire exec. But Wire exec, which is um, a program at Wire that I'm super proud of, as is the team of women who, who were on the founding committee for that, which is Kristen, I appreciate her taking a risk on the idea with us, <laughs> Bryn Moore, and Heidi Dicker. So it's been a group effort and it, it's, it takes a team, as you know. So Yeah, it really, it really does. All right. So many laureates, they serve as mentors to others inside of the industry at varying levels of their career. Can you provide some advice for young professionals in the insights industry? Uh, another way of thinking of it is, like if you were entering into the insights industry today, what's some advice you wish someone would give you? I have always felt very strongly that if you want to grow, you need to raise your hand. And so if there's something that excites you, if there's something that you want to be a part of, take a risk and raise your hand and volunteer and it's often the things that aren't part of your job description that take you to new heights and new places in your career. And at every moment in my career where I've done something outside of what was my typical job description, it stretched me and it's taken me to the next level. And so I would encourage anyone to do that, to raise your hand. Any leader 
that has somebody saying, I want to help you build your vision, whatever that is, is going to be excited to have the help. And they're going to be crazy not to embrace somebody who's raising their hand to get involved. Love it. That is exactly right. Because it's, it require it puts some burden on the individual, right? To stand out from the crowd and volunteer their time. I think about like all the different opportunities there are for young people or recent entrants to be able to give back to the to our community. And there's quite literally limitless. And I think a lot of times they might hold off on wanting to raise their hand because they feel like they can't actually add anything. But you and I both know that's the opposite. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you learn as you go. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely... I'm okay with making mistakes. It's taken me a long time to be able to say that, (laughs) to to get to a level of professional maturity or maybe just tenured maturity in my life. Because I think many times in my career, I I strove to be a perfectionist, but I'm much more in the camp of done is better than perfect. And we're going to learn as we go. And I'm comfortable with the discomfort. Right. Of, of that, because if you sit and wait to do the perfect plan, you're never going to kind of get moving on things and get things off the ground. And when I get involved with projects, I will always tell people that I'm a person of action. And so if you want movement, not perfection, but <laughs> but movement and growth and things to start happening, that's that's where I'm a good fit. Yeah. So speaking of things happening... Managing director at Escalant, that is a big deal. Tell us a little bit about the business. Yeah, I mean, I love the business. The business, <laughs> you know, I'm, look, it's December 14th, 2021, yep. right? So it's been quite a year. And mm. I started officially in my role in September of 2020. So many leaders um, had all sorts of challenges, some growth challenges, Mm -hmm. some um, retraction challenges, some talent finding challenges, right? Staffing challenges. So we've all seen them all over the course of the last 18 months in various different flavors. Mm. I certainly have. It's been a roller coaster ride and I try to ride the middle, but the ups Mm. and (laughs) the high highs and the low lows are there. And so, you know, this year, I would say we, you know, we had a solid Q4 at the ending 2020 after what was, you know, mm-hmm. a year of crazy, but just so much uncertainty. Yep. And then, you know, we were bullish about our growth plans for 2021. My team and I, my my leadership team for my business in the org, and we had a slow start. <laughs> to the year solid Q4 and you know how you're in Q4 and you're doing planning and you're like next year is going to be amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. But you know, for my area of the business, it was a little bit of a slower start than we expected. And then we really, you know, right around June started to see a tidal wave of change happening and we've truly had an amazing growth year. So in December, having this conversation, I feel grateful. I feel lucky. I have a more talented team today than what I started with at the beginning of the year. They are absolutely kick-ass, the best in the industry. And it is because of them that I am able to say we are having a fantastic year. So today I'm super excited. If you would have talked to me in June, I would have been like, oh my God, right? So 
But I always share the ups and downs because I don't like to paint a picture that things are always rosy. I might be doing less, you know, webinars and podcasts when things aren't rosy because I'm busy trying to fix stuff, right? But yeah, it's the reality. And so I'm I'm feeling grateful and, you know, we're planning for the future right now and the future is bright. That's so exciting. And I, I love hearing the negative actually more than the positive. And, and I mean, it's fantastic that you've kind of, you've pulled out of that, but in every way we judge ourselves based on our perception of the people around us or the companies around us. And nobody really lives up to the hype of social media and what we see there. And I think there's a lot of, you know, negativity that we build in our heads around, oh, everybody's doing better than me. You know, the industry's blowing up, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not taking advantage of it. And so it's really, a, it's, I appreciate your transparency and willingness to be vulnerable and really true, which is of course part of your, who you are. Because it's a, it's a big impact on the operators inside of the industry. And you know, I both know that everybody isn't doing fantastic, even coming into Q4, right? Or out of Q4. Well, I think memes memes get you through the... <laughs> <laughs> Funny memes and videos. I Honestly, they just lighten the load when things are rough. And I am a pretty upbeat person. I tend to be super positive. I, I look at the world that way. But... You know, there's been moments over the course of the last two years where you just got to believe in yourself and what you're doing, even when everyone else is like, what are you doing? (laughs) Just hang on, hang on. I've got a plan. We're executing on it. Right. And and when you're a pendulum swinger, you just just got to hold on and and believe in what you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's exactly right. The power of the meme. All right. So what is one trend, issue, or technology that you anticipate will have a significant impact in 2022 and beyond? I am thinking a lot about communities right now. And I know that's not the newest technology, but I see so many amazing ways to use communities for many of the clients that we serve. And if we think about what's going on, and I will articulate this through the lens of consumer and retail, because that is one of the areas that my team has domain expertise in, and I spend a lot of time in. And so as I think about consumer and retail, people want, and I think we saw this come out on Grit today. I think we saw a data point on this. It was actually measured by Alita as 90% of customers want an experience that's unique and kind of tailored and customized to them. And the best way to learn about that for a brand or for, you know, a product or a services company is through communities. And so I saw that data point today and it probably stood out for me because it's something I'm thinking a lot about in terms of consumer and retail overall and our customer base especially customers that have in-person experiences, retail restaurants, retail stores, some of which are online experiences as well. And I think about it as a consumer myself and when you have a good experience. So what does that mean? And how do we do a better job understanding what a unique customer experience is that truly delights that customer? And the deeper insights are going to come from those community technology platforms and that type of insights learning. You know, one of the things is funny. I just did a study on uh, millennials this last Sunday. And so I launched it against an existing community of 
real humans. And <laughs> nine o'clock, we launched a study. And by six o'clock that evening, I had 200 people who provided me a combination of qualitative and quantitative feedback, including video open ends. And there's like this, there's this connection that you can make with that level of access and that you just can't make inside of a normal panel, right? Where, and I don't mean any disrespect to my friends at you know, any of the panel companies, they definitely serve a material partner or our industry, but you know, it's hard to get like video open ins and things like that from non commun non managed communities. Yeah. And I think there's, you know, panels are great purpose to go out outside of a community and get yeah, a broader right. market read. So there's, you know, yeah. there's a ton of value to that, but communities are going to tell you, I, I remember the first community night that I ever did, it was probably over 10 years ago now. And it was a baking brand. Mm. And so people who know what companies I've worked for in the past could probably guess what that brand is, but I don't want to go into you know, yep. too much detail. But this baking brand had a community that people would, they didn't even need incentives. They just loved getting recipes and mm -hmm. they loved the product so much that it sort of just took on a life of its own. And people in the community met each other outside of the online community in real life and, ha you know, swapped recipes and these things. And so, you know, there's just so much power in that for a brand to understand that relationship at that level. And, you, you know that people love your brand when they don't need to be incentivized at all to participate in these types of research activities. That's so interesting. It would be, if we had more time, I'd love to dive in more in the topic of incentives, but that is for another day, which you and I will pick up later. My last question to you is, what is your personal motto? Well, so it's interesting that you ask me because we just came off of Wire Exec. And that was, you know, typically that's a spring event, but because of uh, travel and whatnot, we just did it in November. And one of the things that's really special about Wire Exec is that you think about your intention for the next year and you can decide if you want to sort of pro proclaim it and share it. And I proclaimed and shared that mine is finished strong. And so sitting here in December, after all that I already shared about the year, it's just finish strong. And it means a lot to me right now. It's not a new motto. On most days, I'd probably say dynamite because of my name. But uh, yep. But right now, it's finish strong because I want to finish the year strong. But it's also my daughter's a senior in high school. I want to, you know, my momming is going to be changing, right? The momming part of my job. And um, so I'm momming up and finishing strong for the second half of her senior year of high school and getting ready to send her off to college. So, so it means a lot to me in my professional as well as my personal life. So, and I'm a, a lifelong runner. And so if you're a runner and you've crossed the finish line, you know, you need to finish strong. So it, it resonates with me all the way around. My guest today has been Dinah Bowen, Managing Director, Escalant. Thank you so much, Dinah, for joining me. Thank you, Jamin. I love being an IPC laureate with you. Oh, big virtual hug. Okay. <laughs> Everyone else, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I am thrilled that you gave us so much of your time. If you found some value, please screen capture, share on social media, tag me, and I will send you a t-shirt for reels. Have a great day.